the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russell Wilson hit the Powerball. Or maybe it was only the Mega Million, but he got a contract from the Seattle Seahawks uh, for $140 million overnight. Is for four years. That's $35 million a year to play quarterback in the NFL. And I think there are some non-X's and non-O's things about this that kind of fit the theme of this non-sports show that sometimes deals with sports. Let's start with whether he's overpaid. And we won't even get into how much the lunatics running for the Democratic nomination want to tax him. But he's probably a little underpaid. If we use a 16-game regular season to make the math easier, Wilson's going to be making a little over $2 million a game. Now, did you know that every NFL team will make $255 million from national TV this year? That's about $16 million a game. On top of that, there are radio rights. There are sixty to 70,000 tickets sold for every game. I don't know. What's the average price? 50 bucks. I don't know. There are the concessions at the stadium, you know, $8 beers, $6 hot dogs, and the NFL gear that's sold everywhere, streaming rights, and all that money comes in every year, uh, that, that all that money that does come in every year is about, uh, that comes down to, you know, 16, it's for 16 games for each team plus playoff games, so it really comes down to each team making a lot more than $16 million per game. So giving the quarterback $2 million a game is the least they can do. Wilson is either getting what he's worth or he's underpaid. And one thing he's not is overpaid. I don't care. if He, he could be making a lot more than $2 million, He wouldn't be overpaid. Then there are the stadiums that most of the teams play in that were paid for by you, by taxpayers. Okay, Now, $35 million actually might be more than the mortgage payment the Steelers pay for what they owe on Heinz Field. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, uh, thirty-five million might be more than the mortgage payment uh, that they're playing, and I am pretty sure. But so, why are taxpayers paying the mortgage payment the Steelers pay for what they owe on Heinz Field? Why are they doing that? And that's you and me. So, why are taxpayers paying for that when the teams are willing to pay one player as much as it would have cost for them to finance their own stadium? That makes no sense. You know, there was a time when they started doing this with stadiums 40, 50 years ago where players weren't making this kind of money. There wasn't free agency. And so the teams weren't shelling out this kind of ridiculous money uh, for players. But And they weren't shelling out the kind of money that uh, it took to make their mortgage payment. But they are now. So why are they doing that? Then there's this. Let's say Wilson is making $2 million a game. Does he have the right to show up for that game and deliberately do something to anger most of the paying customers. You know, the people who are responsible for the employer having the money to pay that kind of cash to him. Or does the employer who is paying him that $2 million to be there and to please his customers who make the $2 million possible have the right to expect him to do what he's asked to do and stand for the national anthem? Just wondering. Because that seemed to be considered a debatable question when Colin Kaepernick uh, did it when he was making 600000 a game. I don't know, is that a big difference between 600000 and $2 million about whether or not you should not make the paying customers mad? Just wondering. But we're not going to talk about that today. When we come back, we're going to talk to a state senator from Alaska who is upset about a high school girl being expelled for kneeing a boy in the groin. And it all started with a girl taking a selfie in the boy's bathroom. Because she decided she was a boy. Stick around. She 
Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. It's where the Sahara meets the Nile and the Mediterranean Sea. Only here exist the perfect conditions for growing the finest cotton in the world. I'm John Sagerwald. Nowhere else can you find cotton so luxuriously soft and light, yet super strong and able to hold deep, vibrant colors wash after wash. It's this very cotton Mike Lindell has used to create MyPillow's Giza Dreams bed sheets. Try them once, you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. And right now, get a special 30% off MyPillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code STAG when you call 800-716-8087 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-716-8087 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use promo code STAG for 30% off plus free shipping. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. Restricting free speech is restricting truth. The far left has crossed a line, silencing conservatives across America. Shadow banning on Twitter, Facebook, blocked ads on YouTube, restricted searches on Google, Prager University. Why isn't it fully available everywhere? All of these are direct attacks on our First Amendment rights. It's time for conservative America to wake up. You have a choice. You can fight back with veteran-led PatriotMobile.com, America's only conservative cell phone company. Every phone call protects your constitutional rights. Every bill that you pay fights for your freedom. Get the same reliable nation wide coverage you already have and know that your hard-earned money is supporting conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation, PragerU, and Alliance Defending Freedom. With plans starting as low as $25 a month, why wait? Call 1-800-A-PATRIOT, use the word Hugh, or visit patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh to waive your activation fee. We will not be silent. Join me and thousands of Americans. Switch to Patriot Mobile today and let freedom ring. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we could probably do an hour every day on the stupidity caused by transgender issues in schools, but some stories we can't pass up. Um, this uh, this one in Alaska where a girl was expelled from school for kneeing a boy in the groin. It happened in the girl's bathroom Way up there in North Pole, Alaska. Now, whose side would you be on? Tammy Wilson of North Pole is a state representative in Alaska. She joins us now. Uh, Representative Wilson, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So let's start with your response and what you said to the Fairbanks News Miner when they asked you about it. Well, they asked me, you know, what I would do if my, basically, daughter was in the same situation and if boys were coming into the bathroom and I didn't know what their intent was, I think the female used exactly the appropriate response. 
Yeah, and uh, and let's. They, it was more than one boy. The, the the story that I saw said the uh, they described it as stormed the bathroom. So you know, basically, this came through a protest. So it's my understanding, a transgender female used the boys' bathroom. Um, you know, a few days before this happened, and the young men decided they were going to have a protest, and what they were going to do basically is invade the space of the girls' bathroom. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who all knew that was their intent, but my understanding is as the female was in the bathroom, um, a boy comes in with several boys behind him. Before she could even take the, you know, wait for something to happen to her, she reacted. She need him in the groin, and to say the least, they all left. <laughs> and then a- she gets expelled yeah, because that's- the superintendent said that she used excessive force. And when you're in danger, what does excessive force mean? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think the kid got what he deserved, but um, and we can get into the discussion about the stupidity that surrounds the whole idea, but that's a different issue. Um, but so uh, the, I, I can see maybe the girl being asked about it or told, hey, you know, that's the, you, that was an overreaction or having a discussion about it, but they expelled her. She's out of school. She's kicked out of school. Well, not just that. They're now trying to rethink what the intent of the boys were. At the time, I'm not sure she knew what their intent was. And so in that moment that she had to make a decision on whether or not she was going to figure that out and, you know, and wait to see what they did, she chose not to let anything happen to her. And I would hope that, you know, if somebody feels that they need to protect themselves, they will use whatever force that they need to. She felt threatened, and, and then she responded in a Probably within a few seconds of thinking about it. And how is this playing in uh, North Pole, Alaska, and just in, uh, I'm sure it's getting a lot of coverage all over the state. Well, I'm appalled about the school district. The school district now came out with an article saying, well, we don't think she was threatened. Well, how do they know? You know, they're not in her mind. They weren't in the situation at the time. They didn't even take care of the situation from getting to this point when they knew these boys were upset for what had happened. They, from my understanding now, they had gone into the girls' bathroom before this incident. They just happened to have nobody in the bathroom. And they did nothing but, but sit around and see what would happen. They are just trying to flip this over and saying basically that no matter what danger a female might be in, they never should use force. Well, and I'm just sorry. If there's, a, if there's somebody in there, and not just with that, with this policy now, and you don't know whether who should be in the bathroom, I can't imagine, you know, coming out of a stall, all of a sudden there's a male there, and you don't know whether or not they're there with bad intent or not, and now I have to figure out, oh, wait a minute, I need to use my phone to call for help so I don't get in trouble. Yeah, well, that, I, I'll read you the statement. I'll read everybody the statement here. I have it. Um, what the, uh, this is the statement from the school district. Uh, students are expected to behave in a manner that will not disrupt the learning or school environment. If a student or staff members feels un- staff member feels unsafe in any school activity, they should alert the building administrator, safety assistants, or other staff for assistance. The district encourages all students and staff to call 911 in an emergency. That um, that's asking a lot of someone who thinks that uh, that there's some danger. Uh, uh, you know, you don't kneeing him in the groin uh, doesn't take quite as long as taking your phone out and calling 911 or seeing if you can get a hold of the, uh, the safety assistant, whoever that is. Well, or even assuming that you have time to do such a thing. You know, I mean, yeah. you usually only have seconds to really make that kind of a decision. And do we really want to teach, you know, our, our children that you need to have all this other stuff going through versus check out your situation. Do you believe in you're in danger? If you do, what are your options immediately? That's what they should be thinking about. Not all the rest of this that now the school district just wants to try to justify expelling this young lady. We're, we're talking to Tammy Wilson. She's a state representative in Alaska. Uh, up in the place, uh, this town is called North Pole, Alaska, where this happened, where the girl was expelled. Um, you know, there, there's so much talk about uh, sexual assault and sexual harassment and the Me Too movement and all of that. Um, and there seems to be kind of a conflict here where that her response would seem to me to be one, as you said, that you would advise your daughter to do uh, in the same situation. Uh, you don't wait and find out uh, what's going to happen. You let the person know who's, who's invading your space that you're not going to put up with it. That's kind of what she did, isn't it? 
Isn't that kind of yeah. what, what they're supposed what what they're sort of advising girls to do now? It should be, and, and again, now you have a policy that allows anybody into the bathroom. How are you even supposed to know until it's too late? It's, you know, this is just bringing danger onto our youngsters because we decided to make a policy that puts them in danger. So what is the, uh, the state laws I know are different when it comes to this kind of stuff, um, access to bathrooms for transgenders and uh, you know, uh, gender identity and how it applies to whether or not someone's allowed in a men's room or a women's room or a, uh, you know, a women's locker room. Is there a law, has Alaska actually come out with a law that states this clearly, what the policy should be everywhere? No, this is not a state law. This is a policy um, from our school district, and they decided, even though they have two individual restrooms that could be used at any time, that they have decided to pretty much, you know, upset the majority of people in the school, now wondering, you know, what bathroom I should use, and when do I know I'm in danger? And now we send another message up. Even if you feel, feel like you're in danger, you still can't do anything about it. How uh, how many do you know? How many transgender students are in uh, the school? My understanding this is one individual. I don't know whether there are others, but I know that they went into the boys' bathroom. They took a selfie. That's kind of what set the boys off into this protest mode, um, and. Again, I just kind of find it ironic that they felt their space invaded, so they invaded somebody else's space. Yeah. Um, but but there's a, you know, and then we get into this. Well, they weren't all the way into the bathroom. Well, does that really matter? How far into the bathroom they got? Because well, again, if she hadn't reacted, they would have been in the bathroom. There are no windows. There's probably not even cell service. No one would even know you're in there. At what point was she supposed to protect herself? At what point could she have protected herself if she had not reacted as quickly as she did? How much of this is about her reaction? And how much of it is about the policy that created this fiasco in the first place? Oh, I think the school district's trying to protect their policy and want to ignore that um, there are issues with it and there's a lot of danger that goes with it. So they're trying to take it and, and put it on her versus that they have a policy that I don't think many many individuals in North Pole even knew existed until the situation happened. See, because uh, I'm, uh, it, it, I think back to back in the middle of the 20th century when I was in high school, um, that, that there was it was just sacred. I mean, it was it was just not something that you even considered doing would be setting foot in a girl's bathroom if you were a guy, and and a girl didn't want to even think about going in a boy's room. So. Um, it's all changed now, and it's got to be confusing for the kids, but I'm thinking about what I and my friends were like when we were in high school, and if we could, we thought we could figure out a way to get ourselves into a girl's locker room, which would be a lot worse than a bathroom, for obvious reasons. They're in the state of undress in a locker room. It's amazing to me it doesn't happen more often, you know, especially with goofy high school kids. Well, I think it's going to happen more often, and now adults are going to have to make the choice of whether or not they probably should be there, or they're there for the right intent. And, you know, it just brings in so many other circumstances when there are other options. And why the school district has decided that those other options don't work, you know, is beyond me. And they're not even addressing the concerns of, of all the students at the school. But there's one kid we're talking about that you know of. One, one that I know of. This transgender. I mean, I, why should... Any school's policy be based on the needs of one kid. I, I don't. I don't get that. I don't you care know, what the policy is. You know, and then this poor you know girl who just you know unknowingly ends up in the middle of this battle. Um, there, there's going to be a school board meeting tonight, and I know a lot of parents are going to come out and speak out um, about you know what are we going to do to make sure that something like this doesn't happen again or something worse because. Again, everybody's looking at well. These boys didn't have any bad intent, but we but we don't know, we didn't know that until after the fact. What about the next incident? Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be evaluated by what they say their intent was because nobody's going to say I was I was going to go in and I was going to attack somebody if they've got the option to say, oh, I was just misunderstanding and I was protesting or doing something else. It's just you know, for me at this point, the school district and the message you're sending, to, you know, to these high school students that. They never have a right to protect themselves. That's so wrong in so many ways. Yeah, and and uh, the school board meeting. Um, would you expect? I'm just trying to get a feel for what the um, 
what what the mood is up there around this is there outrage or is, or is it split 50-50 or is it it is is it, or is the school board or are the people on the school board going to find themselves in a pretty tough fight tonight well these are in a tough position because they keep coming out and saying things that i don't think the majority of people you know would agree with um the question you know first of all i think a lot of them is about the policy and they've already sent emails back to individuals saying well it's a policy basically we're not going to change it that's always a nice way to talk to your constituents um on that but i think that's where a lot of the focus is because many parents believe it wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for the policy and i guess i'm just taking it to the next extent even without the policy you know, I look at the school district's response to this one incident, and the message that they're sending is, you know, violence won't be tolerated no matter what the circumstances are. And I don't know how you do something like that in such a black and white manner. Well, I know, I'm sure you're aware that there are states that have had issues with this. In North Carolina, they, uh, there's been, uh, the NCAA refused to have a tournament there because of their bathroom law, which they, when they tried to avoid situations like this. That's why I asked, what's the feeling in Alaska? Is this ever going to become a law that, that they have to make accommodations? Or could the school just say, okay, that's enough of this. Uh, we're not doing this anymore. Here, we're going to have a neutral bathroom for you. If you don't like it, go home. This is a school policy. This is not a state law. So, the, the, you know, through testimony and, and looking over this situation, at the next meeting, if they want to get rid of this policy, they can. There's, like I said, they've decided to do this as a school district. There was no pressure put on them by the state. But do you think, can you see, can you see a state law uh, coming about because of this one way or the other? I think, well, we're, we're very close to getting our legislative session done, but I, I plan on doing work in the interim on that because there's a whole lot of issues. One, how they have to report it to the school, the state school board, um, you know, needs to be changed. But we need to look at, you know, this policy and exactly what danger we may be putting our children into, you know, without meaning to. Well, so I think there's a lot of homework that definitely needs to be done. We're talking to Tammy Wilson, uh, state representative uh, in Alaska. She's a representative uh, from North Pole, Alaska. Um, you know, we've had this issue with sports. I'm sure you've been heard about this, where it's um, it's not the same as invading a bathroom, but it's affecting girls' uh, sports teams. Is that an issue in Alaska? Because it's an issue in many states, including Pennsylvania. Not that I'm aware of. Not at, not at this point. We we have you know girls that play on boys' teams, um, types of that, but they've always made you know arrangements so that you didn't have them all in the same locker room or in the same bathroom. They have different chaperones. So, so far, that's been pretty, you know, restricted at this point. Is this girl going to, uh, is she going to get back in school or is expelled mean expelled? Well, I'm not exactly sure where it's at. My understanding was 10 days. I know that prom happened in between. So, you know, she didn't attend that because she didn't feel comfortable doing it. Um, so she missed out on her junior prom, which is you know, just kind of, you know, it's not the major thing. But, right. you know, it's important when you're in here. I know she's going for an appeal um, in front of the school board, but at this point, just hearing their reaction, you know, I'm not sure where she ends up here. Because this ends up on her permanent record if they can't get it, you know, wiped out. And um, your response, you, you said that if you, you told, if this happened uh, your, to your daughter, you'd say, good for you. Way to, way to go. That's what you should do. Do you think uh, the other parents, especially ones who might show up, at the school board meeting tonight, um, you think they feel the same? Most of them feel the same way. I think some of those who had um, some of the young men that were involved in it are seeing it more as a protest and not understanding the bigger ramifications of what if it was more than just a protest. Mm-hmm. What if they were literally going in there and, and causing problems um, beyond that? So you know, they truly believe that everything that, that she should not have used before she did. I think the bigger picture of those who can see it for what it's worth absolutely believe that the that the girl had the right to do what she did and they always want to make sure that women feel like they can protect themselves tammy wilson i really appreciate you taking the time and explaining this it's a crazy situation thanks thanks for having me i appreciate it okay thank you we'll be right back checking out the halls making sure the coast is clear looking in the stalls no there ain't nobody here i'm my buddy fang and me and paul to get caught would surely be With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The White House says President Trump has given his condolences to his French counterpart after the Notre Dame fire. 
Correspondent Sagar Magani reports. Spokeswoman Sarah Sanders says the U.S. stands with its oldest ally and offers help in rehabilitating what she calls an irreplaceable symbol of Western civilization. Sanders says Americans remember with grateful hearts the tolling of Notre Dame's bells after the 9-11 attacks and says those bells will sound again ending her written statement with Vive la France. French President Emmanuel Macron says he wants to see the fire-ravaged Notre-Dame Cathedral to be rebuilt within five years. Macron said Tuesday in a televised address to the nation that we will rebuild Notre-Dame Cathedral even more beautiful. On Wall Street, the drop by 68 points. The Nasdaq rose 24. The S&P advanced one oil up to 64.05 a barrel. This is SRN News. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When you're always on the go, what would you prefer, an office phone system? Hey, it's Rochelle. Sorry I missed you earlier, had an errand to run, but I'm back in the office, so give me a call when you get this. Or one that works on your cell phone. No hardware needed, courtesy of Grasshopper. Oh, one sec, it's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Jay Sekula says we can't keep up with immigration. By anybody's definition, there's a crisis at the border. It's not just a humanitarian crisis. It's a threat crisis, too. The cartels are exploiting this. More drugs and bad things and human trafficking are happening every day along the southwest border. Uh, In April, they're predicting 100,000 migrants per month. Jay Sekula live. Weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7. On AM 1250, The Answer. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Hurting an accent? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product, improved an existing device, or need help registering a trademark, call me, Attorney Gary Topoloski, at 877-5-PATENT. I've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years. Email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com. Ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors. 877-572-8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. Pella has done it again with a brand new series called Lifestyle. Wood windows and patio doors delivering solutions for real life. Performance redefined. Unbeatable energy efficiency, sound control, and value. Innovations like integrated blinds, shades, and security sensors. Unique solutions for every room with the best limited lifetime warranty for wood windows and patio doors. For a limited time, get 50% off installation, 12 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. The market goes up and the market goes down. But one thing remains the same. Record low unemployment means there are still more job openings than people to fill them. And that means you have leverage. They're vying for your attention at AM1250's Virtual Job Fair. Visit TheAnswerPGH.com slash virtual for great local companies ready to offer you an employment upgrade. Isn't it time you got a raise? The Virtual Job Fair, where many are called, but you are chosen. At TheAnswerPGH.com slash virtual. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Our delays now on outbound 79 past Mount Nebo Road. There's an accident blocking the left lane. Also busy northbound 79 from the Parkway North up to 910. Outbound 28 disabled vehicle right lane just past Grand Avenue. And we're also busy on the Parkway West inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. It's heavy there and there's an accident blocking the right lane at Banksville Road. Parkway East slowing down outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Tonight we'll have increasing clouds, followed by a shower late. The low will be 52. Tomorrow, warmer day, but mainly cloudy with a shower, 72 for the high. 
Mainly cloudy with a low 57 tomorrow night. Partly sunny Thursday. Nice and warm with a high near 80. And cooler for Friday with showers and thunderstorms. High 66. Even cooler and showery for Saturday. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as you know, we have 12 years to decide whether we want human life to disappear from the planet. It's uh, been in all the papers. And the lunatics who are running for the Democratic nomination for president will be reminding you that for the next 18 or 19 months. And that could be a lot of fun. But our guest in the last segment uh, told us about some major stupidity happening in Alaska. So we're sticking with that theme, kind of. Talking about polar bears, who we, or which we were told, were on their way to becoming extinct, but they're not. Susan J. Crockford is the author of a book called The Polar Bear Catastrophe That Never Happened, and she joins us now. Susan, thanks for being here. Hi, John. It's a pleasure. So, uh, you're telling us that we shouldn't worry about uh, that polar bear that we saw floating on a big piece of ice in Al Gore's movie? Well, <clears throat> no, it, is, it appears that that was a false alarm. I know. Go ahead. And, uh, yes, back in uh, 2007, when uh, the biologists at uh, U.S. Geological Survey were putting together all their models, and they figured that when the sea ice declined by 40-odd percent, that uh, the two-thirds of the world's polar bears would be gone. <clears throat> but it turned out the uh, ice declined, and the polar bears increased in number. <laughs> but But... But polar bears, are, they're an important piece in the climate change hysteria message. Is it a hoax? Uh, was it a hoax? Or were they uh, just mistaken and were they looking at computer models? Or what, how did they come to that conclusion? And was it uh, purposeful? Well, you know, I think they were looking for... They were looking for a charismatic animal that that would um, carry the story, you know, that they could attach um, the narrative to. And polar bears, especially the cubs, are cute and cuddly. Um, and really, all of the the climate models were saying, well, the Arctic is going to warm twice as fast as everywhere else. So if we're going to look for... Um, dramatic changes, we should be looking to the Arctic first. So polar bears really seemed like um, a, a fitting icon to um, hang their story on. And I think really what happened was the biologists were um, had to make assumptions about what the polar bears would do if the sea ice declined. Now, keep in mind that, in fact, the biologists didn't know what the polar bears would do because there hadn't been that much less ice before. So they had to make some assumptions. And it just turned out that the assumptions they made were wrong. But uh, that's, what I, that's what I'm getting at, though. I, I, I know, it, you're, you know you did the study, and it did turn out that way. But I'm guessing, just based on what I see from um, the climate change hysteria movement that they'd be very happy if they could find out that polar bears are in danger because as you said they're big and cuddly although they're unbelievably vicious i'm sure you'll tell us but um they look uh, nice and they look cuddly and uh that would be a sympathetic figure to hang their hat on well for sure for sure and, and in that respect i i mean i guess i guess it's the it's the um definition of purposeful and mm -hmm. so definitely they wanted they wanted an icon that was easily recognizable and that could generate sympathy from the public um so it was definitely purposeful in that respect um <clears throat> but what has been purposeful is the hiding of the fact that what has happened since it's been purposeful to pretend that um, the the ice that declined was not what they uh, predicted would happen by the middle of the century. They didn't expect the ice to decline so soon. And they have very deliberately kept quiet about that. Yeah, so that that's part of the uh, the, the the fact that they 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 decided to hang their hats on the polar bear 
And so when information became available to them that they were wrong, they were reluctant to reveal that information or disclose that information because the, that kind of, uh, I don't know, destroyed their whole theme. And, yes, and, absolutely. And, and, peop- and so your book, and we're talking to Susan uh, Crockford, uh, the author of a book called The Polar Bear Catastrophe That Never Happened. Uh, it may seem funny to be talking about polar bears here in Pittsburgh in, in, uh, in, you know, a week before Easter, but... Uh, the polar bears, it's, a, it's almost like uh, if they were going to have a logo for the, for the uh, climate change hysteria movement, it would be a polar bear. And, so, and, and people yeah. just accept the fact that if we don't do something soon, there will be no polar bears. So they're, they're gonna, they just don't want they just don't want to give that up, do they? No, absolutely. And in fact, you know, there are still lots of people around, especially children and school teachers, who actually believe they're already almost gone. Oh yeah, yeah. The people, so, uh, you know, they they did their they did their work very well in scaring the public and trying to convince them that polar bears were very sensitive to a decline in sea ice. And as it turns out, they are not. They are actually very flexible and can adjust to um, these changes in sea ice. So the sea ice... Which makes sense. Yeah, right. Um, and and I'm, maybe you know this or maybe you don't, but I, I believe that I saw somewhere that the iconic picture in the first uh, Al Gore movie of a, of, a, um, of, a, of a polar bear floating on a giant piece of ice out in the middle of nowhere was... Um, not some that was staged. It was something from a movie. So the, yeah. the, the shot that he used didn't even did, that didn't even happen. No, and and in fact, even the the incident that that it was supposedly based upon that you know some polar bears were found drowned after a storm off Alaska um, turned out to be you know really based on some some dubious. Um, observations and in fact there has been nothing like that reported ever since wow and i i'm um i, I haven't read the book but uh, the description i saw on amazon says it's a cautionary tale of scientific hubris and scientific failure is that a good description yeah i think so uh, can you elaborate on that well i mean we're we're looking at the um the biologists who, what they did was um, they made some assumptions about po- what polar bears would do, and what they did was sold those assumptions to the public as if they were facts. Yeah. And th- then when it became known, became clear that in fact their model had failed, then they have been trying to keep up their appearance. And instead of admitting that maybe, you know, that they had made some wrong assumptions or had maybe done this wrong or that wrong, um, instead of admitting that, they have chosen to attack me personally, to attack my integrity, to attack my credentials. Um, And, you know, that is not what's supposed to happen in science. Right. And what made you We're supposed to be sticking to the facts. Right. And what made you skeptical of the claims 10 or 12 years ago and and as you said the science as the scientists have not reacted uh, very well to your skepticism. Well, I mean I mean I think what really um when I started to pay attention to the story it really just didn't fit with what I knew about geological history for one thing that that it's clear from looking at um, the geological past that we've had warmer and much colder periods that polar bears would have had to live through Um, my own particular interest is evolution and so i was uh you know well versed in looking at um how the arctic habitat had changed um over hundreds of thousands of years um, while polar bears w- have been living up there. And the fact is that they clearly have survived much periods of what much warmer um, temperatures and less sea ice 
than we have today. We don't know exactly what strategies they used to survive those periods because they happened so long ago, but we do know that they survived. And I think that that was a kind of heads up, a red flag, that in fact they, that the bears had capabilities for dealing with changes in sea ice that we might not have been witness to and that we should be prepared to see demonstrations of that flexibility. Yeah, and again, the, the, the polar bear is a big part of the whole movement. Um, so if they were dishonest about polar bears... Uh, at least first they were mistaken, but then they were dishonest about polar bears. Why should anybody believe any of their other claims based on computer models, by the way? Well, yes, and that's, I mean, I think that that's a logical place where your your mind goes when you're thinking about all this. Why, if their case is so strong, why are they hyping up the polar bear um, case when it clearly was not strong to begin with, and now why are they trying to cover it up? And where is the, where does that leave the rest of their models, the rest of their predictions um, for for the concept as a whole? And so I think it it makes um, an an easy to understand example of what is happening within that whole concept. We're talking to Susan Crockford. Uh, she's the author of a book called The Polar Bear Catastrophe That Never Happened. Um, so are, would you call yourself a, um, a um, global warming or climate change skeptic? Um, yes, I would. Yep. I, I, I really haven't seen any evidence that convinces me that um, carbon dioxide, for example, is a control knob for the amount of sea ice in the Arctic. You know, and and so that just makes me skeptical. I look I look at all of the evidence that is provided, but I look at it with a critical eye, and that's what every scientist should do. But we are told we we not you're a scientist, correct? Yes. Oh, but I'm not. But so I, I'm told that uh, there's something wrong with me for not not um, believing science. And it's and it's presented to me as though there is science that proves this, and uh, there is science out there, but there's another another side to it, and you're on the side that says, "Let's wait a minute." But how come your side is considered, um, I don't know, uh, not very smart? Uh, you're you're considered, um, I don't know, criminal almost. Corrupt. Yeah, corrupt. corrupt. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah. being paid yeah. by the you're being paid by the oil companies, mm-hmm. and why is that? Well, you know, they're, they're, um, they've made up their mind, and they stick together as a group. And uh, the easiest way to defend their position is to attack anyone who attacks them. But you're not even attacking and, them. You're, you're attacking the—you're the, the you're, you're just disagreeing with them. You're not allowed yeah. to do that. No, no, absolutely. And one of the things I think that irritates them most is that I I use the information that they've collected in my arguments that I make against their position. And then then they turn around and say, well, you know, you've never gone out and done their own, your own research, but that's not the point. The point is I'm using their own data to demonstrate that, in fact, the position that they have made is not supportable. And of course, this is no small thing. Here, uh, I get the feeling that you, I, I detect a Canadian accent. Absolutely. Sir. Okay. You can't get that past me. I'm, I'm heading up there in a couple of days. Uh, my mother was Canadian, so I, I pick them up quickly. So uh, we had Stephen Moore on here not too long ago, and he's a Canadian. And, um, yeah. and uh, is there, is, is, can, I mean, we, here in the United States, we have multiple people running for president who are have signed on to the belief that if we don't do something in the next 12 years, we're doomed. So uh, that's a pretty strong uh, position to take. But it's also a strong position to deny, because we're all going to die. If, if, we're, if, if you're wrong, we all, we're all doomed. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you approach that? Well, I don't know. All, all I can do is, is make my case. And as a scientist... I've tried to make the strongest case that I can, 
and to present it to the public in a manner that they can understand and that they can use that information to make up their minds when it comes time to making a political decision. And well, that's what really my book is for. Susan, I appreciate you being here. The book is uh, "Polar Bear: The Polar Bear Catastrophe That Never Happened. And uh, thanks for being here. And we, we have your number. So the next okay. time I hear some hysteria about the polar bears, I'm calling you again. Okay, thanks, John. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Okay. Go chasing polar bears in the great unknown. Some big friendly polar bear might want to take you home. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsruspittsburgh.com. Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. If you take a look around your hometown, you might notice that there seems to be a mattress store on every corner, each with a different sale every weekend. Where do you start? And how do you know if you're actually getting a good value? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, what you see is what you get. You'll find our hand-built, high-quality mattresses at the same great price every day. Stop by one of our local factories or stores to experience the Original Mattress Factory difference. Great beds, no bull. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the Original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress-buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, how 
How about a little sports? Uh, first of all, the Penguins tonight. They um, need to win, I think. They're down three games to none. I'm, I'm going to predict that the Penguins are going to win the next four games. Not necessarily because I really believe that. I just just think about how great I'm going to look if I'm a, I actually predict that. So I'm I'm going to predict that they're going to win big tonight, and that's going to change everything. And they're going to be the uh, one, the fifth team uh, in the last 191 times it's happened to win a seven game series after being behind three games to none. But I found this story here today about uh, Kim Mulkey. She's the women's basketball coach at Baylor. She had the nerve to say that she'd like to be invited to the White House by uh, President Trump. And the media, most of the sports media, uh, including a New York Daily News columnist, uh, I, I, don't think he, I don't know if he's a sports columnist. I think, he, yeah, he does write sports. He, um, he just blasted her for wanting to do it. And, and she said, hey, you know, I'd like to have the girls on my team, the women on my team, go to the White House. That's a great thing. How? When are you going to get a chance to go to the White House? I've been there, by the way. I went there when a um, long time ago when, when Penn State was honored for winning the National Football Championship. Ronald Reagan was president, and I thought it was pretty cool. I liked Ronald Reagan. I would have thought it was cool if the president would have been Jimmy Carter or Bill Clinton. I, I, I'm in the White House, you know, and there's the president of the United States. Um, so... You know, all she wants to do is have the kids uh, get a chance to go to the White House. But the the main thing, the other thing is that there's a there's a coach named Muffet McGraw. She's Notre Dame's coach, and she was just praised all over the place uh, when she did, went on a rant that men are running the world. The Equal Rights Amendment has been passed. Blah blah blah. And she said she would never hire a man as an assistant coach because there are too many men involved and too many men in power and she would not have no, she would have nothing but a female assistant coach and it, what occurred to me was that um basketball is invented by a man and every sport that i know of was invented by a man and we've both been here men and women for 200,000 years okay Let's have a woman invent a sport, and then we'll talk. She doesn't want to have any men around. I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.